0: you're listening to the oz movies podcast only on the oz network we apologize again for having to tune into the oz
1: network this week on movies we hate month uh we have gone above and beyond bad movie month and we've picked movies that we can't even say are bad we just hate them and for whatever reason we decided to dedicate a month to it and we are three weeks in, and it is oh so tiring, because we are here to talk about Geostorm. <laughs> this was a thing, uh, 2000 and something or other. Uh, 2017, a movie that uh, Ben and I were excited enough about when it came out that we had penciled in Disaster Movie Month in celebration of Geostorm. And then we saw the movie, and we were so thankful we never did a month dedicated to it. Now it's come full circle. We finally have to talk about Geostorm. Uh we are, again, so so sorry about this. Uh, but we are under 60-minute time limit rules. We Counter are. has started. Yep. Uh let's get this over with as quickly as possible. My name is
0: Colin and sounds really pervy. And my name is Ben and Tornado Zap. Blizzard Zap. Monsoon <laughs> Zap. Zap, zap, zap. Zap. <laughs> I'm Zap Brennigan.
1: As for my eight lines of notes I have in this movie, believe it or not, Zap, Zap, Zap was in here.
0: Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Wow,
1: Geostorm. Um, You know, it's funny. I think before we started this month, we were going through, oh, we're going to be covering this, we're going to be covering this, we're going to be covering this. And I I distinctly remember uh, as we were talking about the Lion King and and I said, you know, believe it or not, Lion King probably will not be my bottom movie this month. And then you said, we're doing Geostorm. And I had forgotten. I said, oh, Lion King's definitely not going to be my bottom movie. this <laughs> month. <laughs> so spoil my rankings. Geostorm's at the bottom right now. What is with this movie? This is Dean Devlin, the other man behind all of Roland Emmerich's classic films from the 90s. Stargate, Universal Soldier, Independence Day, Godzilla, and he split from Roland Emmerich, and Roland Emmerich went on to do Day After Tomorrow in 2012 that we both liked, what we covered earlier this year. And the thought is Dean Devlin is branching out and doing his directorial debut, the other man behind the greatest disaster team of all time, and he produces Geostorm? First of all, what is a Geostorm? I've watched this movie, I still don't understand what a Geostorm is. Um, I don't know did you ever see this when it was in theaters I waited and saw it when it came on our movie central or now crave tv channels the the Canada version of HBO and I was bored to tears um (laughs) I just remembered like I could barely stay awake during it and then re-watching it before we covered this episode and it started out I'm like oh maybe this will be better than I thought no it's not it is not better
0: yeah, I saw this at the movies. We, I did a review for this for the Oz Network. I oh, remember. that's right. It might, might have been my first ever solo review, that of the Big Stick. Uh, big Sick, sorry. Um, big Stick. <laughs> big Stick. That was a good movie. Just literally two hours of a stick. There it is. It's a stick. Big. Um, better movie zap, than zap, Geostorm. Um, but, yeah, no, I definitely did see this by myself. Um, and, yeah, no, I, I kind of – I remember – like we talked last week on the Meg about kind of being excited in the promotion. Like, and I think we talked about this earlier in the year when we did end of the world month that I'm always excited for a, a destruction end of the world movie. Like as soon as I sit get a whiff of something happening, I'm on there. And like, I was, I was so pumped to see this movie. Cause again, the way this was promoted, you've got the big tidal wave coming down on the street and you know, the, all the advertising is the city's getting destroyed, you know, all of those things. Like it gets me pumped up. I am down for it. But then we got this movie, which there's like three <laughs> seconds of cities getting destroyed. Like they, It's almost like they deliberately go out of their way to go, oh, lol, we're going to destroy cities, but we're not going to show it to you because it's too traumatizing. And then we essentially get a movie that, again, doesn't really have a plot. The plot that I can work out or ascertain is that terrorists, who are the US government, <laughs> want to destroy the world with weather. Right, bear with me. This is this is plausible and for reasons <laughs> to get Ed Harris the presidency. Yeah. Is that what I'm understanding? Like this sounds like Donald yeah. Trump levels of evil here. Like I feel what? this is what Donald Trump's going to do in the next few weeks.
1: When we get to the end, it's going to be even worse than that because his plan makes no sense whatsoever. But to make this even worse, he came up with this plan on the fly Somewhere in the middle of this movie, because our prologue states that this was created because of real weather disasters. So he saw an opportunity somewhere along the way to take out everybody with weather, even though they actually can't control weather in this movie, which is... The big problem, but
0: which which isn't that the whole point though of the movies that they can control weather because we've stopped natural disasters, be- like and like like they can. Uh, why th- are they, they getting are so angry in the introduction?
1: <laughs> there are so many problems with this movie. People complain um, about
0: 2012 and the day after tomorrow not being scientifically accurate. They just embrace it. Like, they just think <laughs> boogies a shit. Like, it's, it's, you're seeing freaking these, like, this is like, ooh, terrorist plot to destroy the world with, with like, uh, I'm sorry, like, Al Qaeda isn't sitting around their dens going, oh, I know what we can do. Let's destroy the world with tornadoes. Fucking great idea, mate. Let's go to town.
1: <laughs> like, what? Uh, I, I, I said it before we started this. I probably even said it last week. Uh, I am going to really struggle to keep this one under i'm gonna do it but i'm gonna struggle to keep this under an hour because there are so many things that just make me so mad about this movie uh we should jump right into it before uh we waste any more time
0: just can we talk so, about gerard butler for five seconds okay like, let's talk like about what jason right. say them last week i feel we need to do it with gerard Ger- butler
1: jason statham i said last week i'm a big fan of uh i don't think you've seen the right movies of his uh, and i i will agree with you not good in the meg but good in other things gerard butler i'm not going to say i'm a fan of his i don't have a problem with him as a leading man i think that there he's passable uh he's definitely better i think in supporting roles i remember reign of fire was the first thing i saw him in and i was a massive christian bale fan massive matthew mcconaughey fan and i walked out of that movie thinking this gerard butler guy is going to be a star uh there's a, a romantic comedy movie he made, The Ugly Truth, which was an awful movie. And he was actually quite entertaining in that. Uh, and I've then seen the Olympus
0: that. is That's with uh, a face in it. Catherine um, Heigl?
1: Ugh. yeah. Talk but, about but,
0: void personalities and leading <laughs> roles. <laughs> uh,
1: but the Olympus is Fallen movies, I actually really love those movies. But I am not going to sit here and say he is to those movies what Jason Statham is to The Transporter. You could s- replace him with somebody else and it doesn't matter to me. So I'm not like so tied to Gerard Butler. I don't I just simply don't hate that. I don't think he's bad as a leading man. He's just he's there. He's, he's average.
0: Got no personality and like again, I know I don't necessarily swing this way, but the guy is ugly. Like he just I'm like, he just looks odd. He looks like, he just looks like <sighs> your, your dad down the street at your local Walmart store. Like, I'm, <coughs> like I, I, again, I'm not one to ju- talk. I realize that, but I'm not a Hollywood actor. Like I feel like a Hollywood actor or actress, if you're in a leading role needs to have some level of, like, wow factor to sell them. Like, if you're in a disheveled movie, like Charlize Theron in Monster doesn't look amazing, but she's still Charlize Theron, right? Like, I get it if it's a different role, but I feel like on this type of movie, like, Dennis Quaid, beautiful man in The Day After Tomorrow, you know? (laughs) John Cusack, beautiful man in 2012. Come on. Rene Russo in Outbreak. Like, you're selling it there, and I don't want to be that shallow, but Hollywood's a shallow industry. Gerard Butler, mate, I'm sorry, but you've been beaten with the wrong end of an ugly stick
1: uh i mean i'll disagree with you i, I think he's a, he's a good looking guy uh maybe it's the wrong era too i will say it's the wrong era. he's
0: all right in too, right i guess
1: yeah th- there are two movies that i've, we, I've watched of gerard butler recently angel has fallen which is the third part of the Has fallen trilogy fourth part coming soon i'm actually kind of excited uh jamie actually loves gerard butler i mean of she was she in does. love with Gerard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but particularly Phantom <laughs> he's, he's got a pulse the, that's, that's all phantom of the
1: opera where he's wearing a mask and when he's not wearing a mask, he's got half his face distorted. Even when he's got half the face distorted, she's like, oh, this guy's hot. Like, she loves Gerard Butler. That's the character, uh, Olympus though. Has fallen. You're meant
0: to fall for the character in the But fantasy. even,
1: like, 300 Olympus has fallen, she loved Gerard Butler. And then something happened in the last couple of years, because we watched Angel has fallen, and she's like, this guy is not age well." I'm like, well, he's in his 50s now. He looks like he's in his 50s. Like, I don't care. He went from, like, hot to not overnight. Hot and it was the same thing. It was the same thing watching this movie. Like, yeah, this guy has not aged well at all. And I'm trying to say, what, what's the issue? Like, like, you, would you turn him down? Because often Jamie will say that like, Pierce Brosnan's an example. <laughs> We're getting sidetracked movie here. Jamie always says, I don't see the big deal. What is it with with everybody thinking Pierce Brosnan's the most handsome man alive? And I'm like, well, tell gone. me how he's not. Well, and then she says, even in the most recent movie, uh, the, the Eurovision movie, where he's old. She's like, you know what? I wouldn't turn him down. He's just not particularly my type, but I would not turn... I asked her with this. I'm like, so you would turn down Gerard Butler now? She's
0: like, yes. I'm like, okay. Well, he I don't really believe it. He's, he's, an old, he's a man with a pulse. Like, <laughs> I don't even think Jamie would turn Noah down. You know, I just... <laughs>
1: Don't say that. No one's listening, <laughs> and now he's gonna think he has a chance, and he doesn't.
0: I like, yeah, like, I like, I okay. I feel I'm being a bit, bit horrible, but um, I'm allowed to be. I'm a man. He's a man. We can get away with it. But like, no, like back in the day, like yeah, he was fine in Tumor. I think I've seen PS. I love you. I've never seen three hundred. I. Just, uh-huh. Doesn't look like a movie that I would enjoy. It just looks silly, um, but and I think I have seen the Ugly Truth too. I think Mallory watched it once. I've never actually seen The Olympus Has Fallen. I want to though because um, I like those sort of movies. And is is that different to White Horse Down? Da- White Horse Down? White House Down?
1: <laughs> They're essentially the same movie, but Olympus Has right. Fallen is the much better version
0: of it. Okay, um, but yeah, there's something about this movie. Mr. Disheveled Gerard Butler just. You know, does he's a, it, a dick you know.
1: in it too. That's the real problem. He's a and real dick.
0: Of course, he was leading Seaman in Tomorrow Never Dies. We can't forget he was in a Bond <laughs> movie. This man who often was regarded as being a James Bond. Should I um, point
1: out the ugly truth? He was nominated for a, a Russian National Movie Award for Best oh, Foreign
0: Actor. Tell me, he won. Like, come on. <laughs> um, the the rest of this the rest of this cast, though, like. Richard Schiff is like a cameo. What oh, happened we, there? Why, why why is he wasted? I want my Richard Schiff. Amazing. Um, Ed, Ed Harris like we're not talk about people aging or not. Ed Harris has an age. The guy looks amazing still. Like look Jamie at him. recently watched
1: an Ed Harris movie it says I do him.
0: Yeah, like, really, I would Ed do Harris? Ed Harris. Look at him, he looks great. <laughs> um, and Abby Cornish, random Australian actress, who I remember back in like some, a couple of random Australian shows and I remember watching this in the cinema going, who is that? Like I know who that is and it just bothered me the whole movie. Then I went home and looked her up. I'm like, fuck, that's Abby Cornish. Water Rats is Annie Abby Cornish, white collar blues, Abby Cornish, like a steamed Australian actress. She's kind of you know like a Jai Courtney, like kind of like she's just there in Hollywood doing a thing, and yeah. But um, anyway, uh, that's the cast. Uh, shit, we've got, oh. we've got we've got we've wasted 13 minutes. Shit, sorry. Oh, that's Colas. longer
1: than we wasted on the Meg. All right, let's get into it. Um, the opening monologue. You know you're gonna hate this movie oh, because. Good old Greta here is lecturing us on it. everybody.
0: The everybody two things calls I hate: it's children <laughs> and being told and what Greta to do Tholberg? about climate change. Oh God, don't get me started on like Greta Thunberg, the thumb incarnate. Jesus, they oh, hit with they, the ugly stick. I don't care if, if, if he's a child. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, Benji's open slapping. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> What's you gonna um, do? Call up this? Post, How dare you? How dare you call me ugly? I, I did find it funny that she's
1: giving her lecturing best Greta speech here, and she pinpoints, it was the year 2019, I'm like, woo, they predicted something here.
0: Do you think uh, this is like where Greta Thunberg got herself, like she's watching she movie did. Going, mommy, Daddy, I love Geostorm, I'm going to go on a boat to New York and tell people, how dare you? Now pass me my wanted- script, Mommy and Daddy, you need to make me believable. Put me in space, I will solve all the world's
1: problems.
0: <laughs> she's turning into Arnie slowly here. Critter. Yeah, Critter. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'll dare you. I'll dare you. Put the cookie down, world. Put, <laughs> put the carbon down. Now.
1: Uh, she's basically narrating that in 2019, everything went wrong in the world. And then they created the greatest weather control system ever. Dutch Boy. <laughs> like, what? Could they come up with a better name than Dutch Boy in this movie? Like, I don't know, call it The Weather Annihilator or something, but it's Dutch the Boy. The Annihilator? Oh, I'm going yeah. watch that movie. <laughs> yes. Um, the Anti-Geostorm or anything. The Dutch Boy? Uh, but her dad invented it, Gerard Butler. Uh, and he gets to go to the Senate to argue why they should not be transferring power really he's just lecturing this richard schiff the 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 typical american senator us in america prevented this and he's like well i was on the space station as we put this together i saw a lot of people from a lot of countries but i did not see you but there was a plumber that looked like you like i'm sorry gerard butler is instantly unlikable in this movie because okay fine you invented this but the whole concept is that they're turning this over For the world, you're trying to defend that the world invented this, not us Americans and then he's arguing that they should keep it with him and the Americans like he's actually arguing against his own point in this and he's just being a complete tool and his brother Jim Sturgis keeps texting him shut up shut up shut up and I'm thinking like yeah shut up I'm tired of
0: you already Gerard. I just want to quickly add that like I feel like this is a direct response to everybody who complains about like end of the world movies being so American centralized right you know people talk about Independence Day as being just like a you know a blowjob to America or something like that like (laughs) but like at the end of the day like I I'm not even American right I feel like I need to be in that category of oh god America you're on yourself but like I like that like I kind of like yeah fuck yeah America fucking you know but, like, <laughs> they even contradict themselves because even in the opening here with little Greta when she's all like it was a world effort we all did there led by the Chinese and Americans like fucking yeah. why do you need to point that out if it's a world effort like oh here is the Oz Network we're a team but we're led by Colin and Ben like I mean <laughs> I'm sorry Rocky and Jared and Nick and Noah and the gang like you're all part of it but fucking colin and i carry the load here
1: that's right you know what When we start making money I mean, we're, we're getting the first cut
0: yeah exactly Cause we're cause getting we're all right since
1: <laughs> there's a t-shirt colin and ben the america of the oz network
0: <laughs> damn straight and proud i want us on a presidential poster like you know make uh, I oz, oz wanna... network great again
1: I do want to mention Jim Sturgis. I actually sympathize with this character up until we get closer to the end of this episode. Who is he? Uh, And I like Jim. So Jim Sturgis, maybe I'm just sort of like a Jim Sturgis fan because I've seen him in a couple movies. He had a big break.
0: Sorry to keep interrupting me interrupting. Well,
1: he was his big break was a movie called Twenty One that Kevin Spacey mm. was in, which was card counting. Yep. Uh, and he was the lead in that. And I thought this guy's got so much promise. And Then he followed that up with a, a Peter Weir, rare Peter Weir movie, The Way Back, which was uh, just an escape movie about guys walking across like this barren wasteland. And I loved The Way Back. And I thought this guy has so much promise. And then he literally has dropped off the face of the planet. It's just sort of nice to see him in this movie. He does bring a likability, and and you you sympathize with him. Maybe because Gerard Butler's so good at playing such a tool in this movie, even though Dean Devlin wants us to believe he's the hero – I like Jim Sturgis in this movie up until we get to the end at least. But uh, I just wish he'd be more of a thing in Hollywood. Make Jim Sturgis a thing.
0: He was in that Beatles that uh cross the universe movie. I remember my <laughs> um, friend really liking that movie. And like I just I I'm sorry, like, and it, maybe it's just Gerard Butler just aging terribly. I've looked up the, their age gap. They're actually only like nine years apart, <laughs> right. but I swear like Gerard Butler should be his father. Like I do not he believe they're brothers. Yeah.
1: I believe that they're I believe that Sean Connery and Harrison Ford in The Last Crusade are more equipped to be brothers than Jim Sturgis and Gerard Butler in this movie. Yeah.
0: yeah. And well, they I mean, say that
1: they played together as children too. Like yeah. if you had made it that there's a big gap in their ages, but they like, remember when we were kids, yeah. I am not buying you're two years apart.
0: And can we just play a disaster movie bingo while we're here, Colin? Because, of <laughs> course, we've got to have terrible father character. Uh, yeah. I mean, how many of those movies did we tick off in Desi- End of the World Mother? Wasn't it three out of four? But if we, it was yeah. four out of four. Sandra Bullock was a terrible mother. So yeah. we we had the four out of four. So uh, here it is, disaster movie trope, and- bad mother Gerard Butler.
1: Ba- yeah, bad, yeah, mother- yeah. Bad,
0: mother- bad, bad mother. Bad mother. Bad mother. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> There's another T-shirt, Bad Mother. Uh,
1: We know that we're big fans of good fathers in this movie. This is not a good father or a good mother. Uh, Gerard Butler fails at both. Uh, We start to get in the space station, uh, the the setup of the plot of this movie, which is a guy gets sucked out into space because things start getting blown up. Um, uh, uh, Jim Sturgis and Abby Cornish are first arguing with each other and then they throw in that thing. It's like, see you at home later, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Why are we getting this weird setup of them as a couple? And why is them being a couple a big deal in this movie? Like we could talk about a lot of things, conflict of interest. There's no conflict of interest of a scientist on a panel and a secret service agent that they can't be married. Like it's just stupid. Uh, I will say with Abby Cornish, um, I I remember us talking about her before Geostorm came out that you were saying, oh yeah, there's an Australian actress in this movie. Uh, Didn't think anything of her, but I am a fan of her now because of the Jack Ryan TV show where she plays the future Mrs. Jack Ryan uh, Hmm. and really is one of the, I I think the best things about the first season, even though it's, you know, not like a pivotal role, she's great in that. But in here, I'm going to have a lot of problems with her later on too. Um, So because of the space station explosion and now these weather disasters, like a village that just gets frozen in the middle of the desert, which is clearly there's even borders on it. It's kind of cool visual. uh, And an egg uh, (laughs) frying on the pavement that you need to send a team up there to save the world but president andy garcia says not a team i will give you one man which how logistically does this make sense they have many people they could send and they charter an entire space shuttle to send one man up (laughs) one man that they fired three years earlier now (laughs) even if this was a brilliant man that you all trusted sending up is it more cost effective to send one man on the space shuttle than to send a team? It's the same cost. No, I will give you one man. And Andy Garcia, they, they try to tease that he's the villain of this movie. You find out later. He's not. So there's no reason for him to say, I'll give you one man when the world is at stake here. Uh, but they're about to hand over control, which is going to be important uh, to a world council. So maybe there's some type of, you know, uh bad, doings going on here. I don't know what to say. <laughs> um
0: doings going on. I just want on. to
1: note, every single time there's a big special effects shot, I noted effects look awful in this movie. Uh, so the the frying of um, uh, Hong Kong that we get, uh, bad effects. The frozen village in the middle of the desert, bad effects. Uh, we have Gerard Butler talking to his daughter as he's about to leave, actually playing the card of, why don't you and Uncle Jimster just get along? It's like, You know what? Because younger brothers resent being younger. Now, if he had done this as a throwaway line, I would say, "Okay, fine. He's just saying that to his daughter. This is his real argument of this movie. He doesn't like being the younger brother. I'm liking this character even less though. like this might be the least likable leading actor we have seen in any disaster movie ever. Because everything they're trying to do to make him a hero, they're backfiring on. Like, I would fire this guy. I don't even care what, what his job. If, if he's the only man that can save the world and fire, I'm letting the world burn just to fire this guy. Just so I can have peace of mind. Yep. Um, uh, the, uh, the space station stuff, we get a lot of characters up there that we're not really going to care about. So, let's move on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the uh, Hong Kong. Um, the, the guy in Hong Kong, don't get too attached from him. Uh, they find out that the, all the evidence of what could have happened here, there was a satellite in Hong Kong that was blocked. So there is a conspiracy here. And then they uh, unveil what a geostorm is for the first time, which I don't know what a geostorm is. But apparently there is enough data on a, what a geostorm is that when it starts happening, their computers will kick in with <laughs> geostorm imminent in 90 minutes and three seconds. 90 minutes, two seconds. Uh do you understand what a geostorm is? What is a geostorm?
0: It's the title of a movie that sounded <laughs> cool, that was conceived in a writer's room. So then they thought, well, the world would know about this. Um, can I just point out the one obvious flaw of this entire plot that, that turns this into like a terrorist attack against the world? We don't need it. Make it. Yeah. Like you you, you have your movie in the opening monologue where you basically go on and say, like, oh, the world is... Like, in 2019, all of a sudden, shit started happening and two million people are dead in Madrid or whatever it is and that sort of stuff. Like, have it so that to save the world, you have to create Dutch Boy to stop the weird weather. Like, yeah. I know that's maybe a bit day after tomorrow if you're blaming it on climate change, but, like, have something a little bit different. Like, you kind of got a plot and then just added an element to it, which is just stupid... Whereas like you could literally just have it like, oh, the weather's gone crazy, so we're going to save the world by creating it. And then at the end, when you're all celebrating the death of millions of people, that might actually be a logical thing as to why you'd be celebrating. So,
1: So the plot of this movie is essentially the world was being destroyed and they created this net of satellites that could control weather. Now, they say at the beginning of this movie, it adjusts temperatures and things like that so you can prevent weather from happening. Nowhere in this movie do they say that they can create weather with it. Like they can't create lightning storms. They can't create tornadoes. these It's not as simple as that. Like the science in this is so ridiculous. The fact that they make this a terrorist plot, I would be, more, I'm not gonna like this movie, but I'm gonna be more willing to buy into it if it was the day after tomorrow. And the plot was, we need to convince them that something needs to be fixed on this space station instead of terrorists in the American government are controlling the weather now and it's gonna become more of a problem later on
0: and and like Um, is controlling the weather like you always have these movies about like playing god like jurassic park theme things like that like controlling the 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 weather and like is that a thing that you want to do like so is all of a sudden like winnipeg gonna just be having like tropical (laughs) weather because the mayor decided a voting council like I, I I don't understand. Like, does all of a sudden Central Australia want to have a snowfield because we can make it happen if you want to? Like <laughs> I feel like that's even more unnatural. Like I feel Greta Thunberg would be angry about that. Like, how dare you? How dare you control yeah. the planet? Like uh, the, There's a I, natural
1: I order. My my head is actually hurting trying to make sense out of this movie. <laughs> oh God. Um, I'm going to breeze through a couple of things here. Uh, Jim Sturgis, Jim Sturgis, uh, who's very worried about his conflict of interest relationship. Their relationship seems to be the problem here and not the fact that he literally tells her everything. Oh, something happened aboard the space station and we think that it's sabotage. You shouldn't be telling her that. (laughs) This is confidentiality. Um, Gerard Butler insults everybody on the Skype call uh, to Washington because he doesn't know where the mute button is. He finds out that he's reporting to his brother and the only stipulation he gave was, as long as I'm not reporting to you, little brother. Uh, And then we get maybe the silliest sequence of this movie where one of the satellites aboard the space station goes on a rampage for no reason whatsoever. So you could have a random two-minute action sequence of a satellite zooming around. Oh, look out! Oh, look out! (laughs) Dodging all over the place. And it just looks stupid. Uh, But no, we're going to find out it actually gets sillier because... They're trying to find out what caused this explosion on the space station in this disaster movie where we see no disasters. uh, One of the panels blew. Don't worry. There are hard drives inside every single panel on the space station (laughs) that record all the data. Apparently we're going to go retrieve it because it just happened to get caught up in a couple of wires out there. So we get spacewalk of Gerard Butler and who I think is supposed to be a love interest that they deleted from the plot. Who is she? She's the boss. She's in charge there. She's the
0: but German like, woman.
1: Yeah, they're, they're trying to make a love story out of, it, but they actually don't even commit to making it a love story. Which we it's didn't like,
0: point out last week in the Meg. They try to make Thingo and Thingo a thing, but yeah, then the thing didn't thing So the, they're doing a thing with a thing, and then thing. Bingo, <laughs> yeah. Bingo.
1: Because hey, when we eventually get to volcano, same thing with Tommy Lee Jones and Anne Heche that movie. Still better though. Oh, it's you at
0: least story. believe they've got chemistry, because who wouldn't yeah. want to bang Tommy Lee Jones?
1: yeah exactly (laughs) Um, but the spacewalk to retrieve the hard drive so they get it and all of a sudden Gerard Butler's suit starts spinning at him out of control somebody's controlling his suit he's hanging on to the door the panel that blew away from this destroying half of the international space station and then we find out later on that he put the hard drive in his pocket before any of this happened so let go of the panel (laughs) We never get an explanation why he allowed the space station to be destroyed when he already had the hard drive and he's clinging onto this thing that is destroying the very thing that's there to protect the world. It's just idiotic. It's such a plot hole. You lost um, me at
0: somebody was controlling his spacesuit <laughs> <yes.
1: laughs> Um. We'll, we'll, we'll cap it as we start to get into the real plot and the mystery of this movie here. Um. <laughs> chen is destroyed chen's destroyed chen's killed uh and his dying words are zeus zeus <laughs> i thought he was saying Zuzu's, <laughs> like those little toy rats or whatever but no zeus zeus oh so this is going to be something important jim surges has to rush from his friend's death scene to talk to his brother when he's basically i wanted to say i'm sorry you called me away from my friend's death for that but no this movie has to get more complicated because they have a secret code that nobody can explain in how they're communicating if you take the third word the sixth word the eighth word the 11th word the 15th word and the 106th word that is our code that we came up with as kids now instead of him being able to figure this out on his own he has to go to a random hacker girl from Deadpool and uh, the Joker oh,
0: that's where she's from yeah
1: thank yeah, you Deadpool i'm looking around her here and she's like
0: <laughs> she's in some movie this year called Tasmanian Devil i'm like oh but it's got nothing to do with Tasmania it's about Nigeria so okay <laughs>
1: Uh, who, who Nigeria more responsible for saving the world than Tasmania is. Let's also point that out. Yeah. Uh, but uh, she figures out this code, which is basically top level of a government is, you know, in on it, trust nobody. And he's going to believe him without giving any evidence because he put a code in a guy, you know, is paranoid and anti-government. And Jim Sturgis just believes this would run a check out of Jim Sturgis. And he's going to eventually tell his fiance or whatever, Abby Cornish, who's, entire job's purpose is to protect the president and he says we think the president's behind it okay i'll go along with you like these characters are so stupid gerard butler who's the biggest jerk in this movie who nobody trusts and then they just suddenly start trusting out of nowhere i mean have at it ben
0: i just want to actually correct myself the woman from Deadpool, I've clicked on the wrong actress sorry there's a, a different actress in this movie who's in <laughs> tasmanian devil um, i won't say how i got those two confused but um this um <laughs> wow ben i'm turning into noah um this movie like just just from the opening get-go when you've got a little girl narrating you know you're in for a shit time and this is coming from something that we said last week they're kind of starting to rewatch this like oh this isn't that bad but like you sell this movie on an end of the world movie and you've got nothing in this movie about end of the world like the, the stuff you show and like I kind of like how they go a little bit different, right? We're not just going to go the cliche and destroy New York. We're not going to, you know, like we're going to we're going to destroy what is it, Mumbai, and we're going to destroy Dubai, and you know, we're going to destroy Russia. Like we're going to destroy different. Can't get it. Cool, Orlando. Sure, the the one iconic scene in Orlando getting destroyed of a, a fictional venue that doesn't even exist. Um, but it's just like even the opening beginning, the way it's like. The opening beginning—that's one of those. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what do you call those? Uh, the, en- when they... the
1: ending, like when we get to the ending, finish.
0: What, what are they contradict What are those things called when you say something that's the same? It's—it's um, it's a there's a word. For We're it. wasting
1: anyway. way too much time on
0: this. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm just trying to sound smart. Not <laughs> all the listeners would be
1: like, the listener. I want to
0: know what he was meaning. What was the opening beginning? The opening beginning. Uh, the, the business <laughs> office. Um, <laughs> 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 but like the the way it's like explained, like. S- Something happened, you know, the East River rose and like two million people died. So like they woke up, right? And we're like, fuck. Better do something. So they create Dutch Boy. <laughs> Dutch which, boy? <laughs> is it ever explained how long that takes? Because like I I'm I live in Victoria and they're trying to build like an intersection on this highway that's taken about six years. Like can they fucking build a global weather <laughs> satellite system that controls weather in less than that? Apparently so. Um I love. I do love in a good disaster movie when they can invent technology just because they have to. Like you know, we don't need to invent that until it happens. Like you know, like clearly we're seeing that now with Corona. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I just don't understand. Uh, again, we shouldn't really be going through. Why is Richard Schiff in this movie? Like, why is he there? <sighs> was he filming the Good Doctor and it was next door and he was just, you need me? Like. Like, I want Richard <laughs> Chief in this movie more. <laughs> this is a bad movie, but I want my Richard Chief. There are right. other
1: good actors in this movie that I don't feel bad for. I actually feel bad. Like, like it feels like somebody tricked him into being this movie. Yeah. And then he, he he took them to court and said, you know, you had better reduce my screen time to 30 seconds. Otherwise, I will sue your studio. And they said, okay, we better give him what he wants.
0: Now, I've never been to a U.S. Senate... Committee hearing, but I cannot imagine that you're allowed to have your phone sitting in front of you directly like that on vibrate. I feel like it's a bit (laughs) formal, like (laughs) stop, stop, angry face, angry face, stop, stop. Like, And and also on that, is his brother allowed to be texting in the middle of like a US congressional fucking big wig thing like that? I don't want to really go into it. The one thing I really am dying to complain about, Colin Hilding, is this is a global effort of 17 countries to save the world. Now, I've got the countries here that are going to save the world, Colin. USA, the UK, France. (laughs) France! France! The country that runs away from shit are going to save the world. Denmark, Spain, (laughs) China, Italy, the Netherlands, Sweden, Canada. Fair enough. Uh, Germany... Guess they're feeling guilty for all that stuff that happened about 80 years before. Gotta save the world for once. Mexico, Switzerland, who don't get involved in anything, decided to get involved in this. Belgium, what have they ever produced? Um, Brazil, uh, Japan, Norway, there's no snow in space, Norway. And India Now, there's also Nigeria involved because there's a Nigerian character on that because they've got the Nigerian flag on their sleeve. I'm sorry, little country in the Southern Pacific slightly missing. What are we doing down in Australia? Like, ah, fucking she'll be right, mate. Some other cunts will fix that up. Like, well, where are we? Why are we involved? <laughs> um, Jesus Christ, we must have... The, the day off or something like that. I did actually Google countries with space agencies and a lot more countries have space agencies than you think. Each one of these countries do have space agencies and some of these countries actually have had astronauts like belgium have astronauts did you know that colin denmark have astronauts so there you go the things you learn maybe as a
1: canadian i'm just more offended because i'm canadian but canada plays a much bigger role in the international space station and just space in general than you ever get out of these movies we get a flag and no characters i'm sorry i'm not buying that mexico is there to save the day If you're going to space, I mean, looking up the Mexican space agency, essentially, they house satellite dishes and promote education on space. They are not going to be sending people up to save the world when Canada isn't.
0: And again, Switzerland, Switzerland, like, what are they doing there? They don't do anything. Throw in Burkina Faso while you're at it. You may as well. Uh, I mean, you got Nigeria there. I like, get no disrespect to our Nigerian listeners, but I, I don't see Nigeria putting it. We'll help. Like, you know, we don't have any other problems and we can help save the world, so why not? Like, let's let's go for it, you know? Um God, I don't really, honestly, have anything else to add because this is ridiculous. Thank God. The disaster scenes, like this guy, dry, like he's got a cat in a freezer, and like it's just, it's not even, it's not even remotely. <laughs> we had to, like, because we're, we don't, we don't know how to sell that it's just, it
1: can't be a gas explosion because it's really hot. Other than the fact that everybody's sweating, we have to show that the cat wants to go in a freezer.
0: Yeah, and I just want to point out that the villain of this movie, Ed Harris, doesn't show up until like the ninety percent mark of this film. <laughs> Um, And and this is – okay, let's be honest. The humor in this movie, slightly better than The Meg. Some of it does land. Like, I do actually like the line later on from Andy Garcia when we've got badass Abby Cornish and he's like, marry her. Like, that's funny. Like, okay, I I like it. And it doesn't go over the top with the quips and the one-liners. Like, I get it. But there's still some that just do not land uh, in this movie as well. I will say I actually don't mind Abby Cornish. I don't – like, she's pointless. I don't understand, like, this – hidden secret like relationship thing but like she does have the most badass moment in this movie with that gun moment like i mean this is meant to be gerard butler ship but he's literally on a ship this whole movie gerard butler and the (laughs) one thing that we've got to be tense about is that he learns code and he floats out in space to pull off a gravity ripoff for five seconds so yeah finish the movie
1: this movie is struggling between whether it wants to be armageddon or the day after tomorrow uh and it doesn't do either well. Uh, The space stuff, let's just quickly talk about that because why is this movie set in space? You can do a disaster movie in space if it deals with space. You know, Armageddon, Deep Impact. I mean, even Deep Impact, the more interesting stuff was on Earth and they were smart enough to know that in Deep Impact. Day After Tomorrow gives us a couple of cutaway shots to the people in space, just looking at what's happening with the world. There is nothing visually interesting about people walking on a space station. If you're going to do it in space, have more spacewalks. Have it be about, oh no, they've targeted this one satellite over there. We need to float out there and repair the satellite. They are walking. There's not. You don't even get zero G stuff here like you would in gravity. They're all walking because there's gravity
0: there. And you think about, um, this is a random defense of Independence Day Resurgence. But I mean, you even think about that movie when kind of the, all the space stuff is done. But I mean, that makes sense. It's an alien invasion movie, right? But they don't go too far on that. Like it's what... The opening, I, I literally, the second time I went to rewatch Independence Day Resurgence, I stopped watching after I got back to Earth. So I don't even know how long that was. <laughs> I just could not finish the movie. So, yeah, you're right. Like, it's just, it's, it's pointless. It's like, this movie should just be called Gerard Butler in Space. <laughs>
1: um... Uh, one thing I should add, I, I, I don't mind the uh, the random hacker uh, the lady from um, the I've heard Deadpool, from the Deadpool uh, because she does have probably the only line that actually made me laughing here, which was my opening quote where and I was thinking it instantly where she's in Jim Sturgis at Abby Cornish's house and Abby Cornish comes in and she sees him and another woman and he goes, relax it's not what you think and she goes that sounds really pervy because i was immediately thinking like you don't have to say that just say oh this is one of my coworkers.'" but she at least points out what the audience think that sounds really pervy. unless there's
0: jamie and there's a guy over it is what you think
1: yeah i'm like hey hey how's it going what, how long have you guys are done uh <laughs> yeah, you, you finish, <laughs> to
0: do. just don't get yeah. a pregnant man like she doesn't want to be yeah. pregnant again <laughs> Colin's doing the top drawer <laughs>
1: Um, on the space station, the investigation into what could have blown this panel. There's no logic to them thinking, oh, it must be sabotage. Like this just proves Gerard Butler's character is literally just anti-government and Mm -hmm. everybody goes along with it without him giving any concrete proof. Now, of course, he turned out to be right here because he's like, there's no way these panels would have blown. We need to find the footage. Uh, So they find the footage and then they're like, oh, let's find his locker. And I do kind of like this guy, the French guy, too, in this movie. So there's more characters I slightly enjoy in this than other ones because it's all about somebody. Somebody is releasing this footage. Somebody killed Mahmoud. Uh, It's either this guy, this guy, or this guy because they're all suspicious because they all have foreign accents. And as they're looking in the locker, the French guy comes in then and he's like, "It's not there." I saw him. He put already. He's RNA too. Uh, I saw him <laughs> put in the spare locker. <laughs> we have one accent on the show, but we do it well. Okay. Uh, so the French guy, uh, they even say, "How do we know it's not you?" Because you would have killed me already if it was. <laughs> uh, they find out that Dutch boy is being weaponized. Nice. So again, there's no science to explain how this thing that simply prevents bad weather can suddenly create bad weather. Uh, And I love that Gerard Butler, the first time he talks on Skype to Jim Sturgis, he talks in this complex code where it's the third word, sixth word, eighth word or whatever. And the second time, he's just like, all right, so I think the president's behind it. <laughs> You're more worried about somebody in the government is is causing this than I'm going to blame the president of the United States on this call that is being tracked and we're going to forget about our secret code. I've seen code. 24.
0: There's a lot more to it than just blaming the president <laughs> straight up, even if they are evil.
1: And... Jim Sturgis, again, where I completely lose him, is where he is like, okay, so it's the president. I'm buying that. Maybe he's buying it because he trusts his brother. So he goes to his fiance, who, again, entire job is to protect the president. says, we need to steal these disarm codes or whatever from the president. All right, I'll help you. Like, she's fired. I, if, even if, Even though she's right, if I'm Andy Garcia, I'm firing her the next day because she's proved she has no loyalty to the man. She was willing to kidnap him. And assume he's even just to her, assuming he's the villain, she's fired the next day. I don't care how great her gun and driving skills are at the end of this. Um, we get some more disasters. We get the Tokyo hail. The only, I think, effects that actually work in this movie is the hailstorm in Tokyo where somebody gets hit in the face. Maybe that's just because somebody hit got face. hit in the face with a giant thing of <laughs> hail. Uh, Rio's wave that, that rushes into Rio and then freezes in mid wave looks awful. Uh, <laughs> We get the Geostorm countdown because now this massive space station has the network that's detected. Geostorm imminent. And I also want to add, Dean Devlin is so behind the times. The thing that we have made fun of from the beginning of this podcast, that 90s trope of when text comes on screen, you have to have the (laughs) sound effect. He uses that in this movie. Nobody's done that. I don't even think they did it. Maybe they did it the day after tomorrow. It's been at least 15 years since we had to have the sound effect that comes up. (laughs) which is like some old DOS thing, <laughs> like it's from the 80s. Why is Dean Devlin not with the Times here? Um, they, so they need to steal the president. Uh, they, they figured that this is some conspiracy to deal with the Democratic National Convention. Uh, they are at the Democratic National Convention, which is in Orlando, I'm assuming. Yeah. Uh, then uh, they find out if they get the wrong guy. Uh, there's more people being sucked out into space. How much time do I have, Ben? <laughs> Uh,
0: 18 minutes.
1: All right. So I'm actually doing pretty well here. Um, Ed Harris is actually the bad guy. It's not the president. His entire plan, now we can actually kind of talk about it, is that he wants to, he says at the end, eliminate all their enemies. So as a patriot, his plan is we're going to eliminate all of our enemies, which is why all these disasters are happening around the world. He needs to do this before control is handed over to this World Council while it's still within American control. So. If that's his plan and his secondary plan is to become essentially the designated survivor because he's going to kill the president and everybody else who's in line above him, make him the vice president, I buy this. But he is like way down. We don't even find out how far in the pecking order. And he's going to kill because it's the only place that everybody is going to be and he will be the next in line to become president. He is in Orlando as this disaster is happening. He doesn't leave early. And he, we clear, even if they can't control the weather, if this movie is telling us that they can control the weather, he doesn't control where every lightning bolt lands. We see him driving out of Orlando after the president. Yep. And lightning bolts are hitting all over the place here. He is just as good as dead as everybody else. Like, and there's no explanation as to how this plan is supposed to work when he's in Orlando with everybody else. Yep. And they don't have enough control over the weather to know where these lightning bolts can By the way lightning bolts landing ever also looks awful. Did that blow up uh, a building
0: had a lightning bolt blow up a stadium.
1: <clears throat> we we will get the weather control where we get the Icarus <laughs> beam <laughs> on Moscow. Which is the only point in this movie they show any control over it. But there is no control in Orlando. And if a lightning bolt hit the building, you know what's going to happen? The power shorts out. Maybe you get a small fire. You're not going to blow up the whole building of the Democratic National Convention. Um, I don't, let, let, Let's talk about the one cool moment in this movie. Abby Cornish uh, spinning the car around while firing the gun out. Like it is, it is exactly like you said, I thought at that moment, this is an Olympus has fallen. Angel has fallen. London has fallen movie. This is Abby Cornish has fallen. Uh, It's a great moment, but it is so cartoony. And I would believe this a lot more if we had seen this character do something beforehand, because even the scene where she helps them escape, she has a quick hand-to-hand combat scene. It's not like, we're like she's amazing. And then, yeah, when Andy Garcia says, marry her, like, yeah, yeah, it's a great moment. But like, it just sort of comes out of nowhere. Like you've given this character no development. And then suddenly she does one car trick, which is cool. But show us more stuff of her leading into this. It's just everything in this movie is so random. We get the daughter. The daughter is safe in Atlanta. They have to remind us of that. Now here's where Gerard Butler is going to become the world's worst father. Okay. (laughs) So uh, first of all, his entire plan of, I need to be the one to stay on it. We're going to evacuate the whole international space station. I need to be the one that stays behind. Why is he's arguing with the commander of the space station? Because my brother's only going to trust me to give me the codes. Uh, no, if you say the world is going to be destroyed in 20 seconds, he's giving the codes to whoever's up there. Yeah. So this is the Gerard Butler vanity project. like, And he has a daughter. He has reason to say, I need to go to Earth. Uh, Armageddon, it always sort of bothered me in Armageddon where Bruce Willis is like, no, Ben Affleck, you have to live. So my daughter can have a husband. Okay. You're the, you're the father and you don't like this guy and you don't trust him, but at least it makes sense. You're like, I'm leaving my daughter with somebody. We don't know anything about his ex-wife. Yeah. Like, like this could be the ex-wife from the, you ever, you remember swordfish
0: Yeah, yeah where yeah. Hugh
1: Jackman's ex-wife is like a porn star. That's drugged out. And yep. Oh, he needs to be the father. Show us that like, like, uh, it's just—it's—it's it's unnecessary that he's like my daughter, who's the only one that I want to live for. Okay, just tell me that you'll protect your brother that I don't trust. <laughs> Go down and, <laughs> and plow, my to, <laughs> he, plow my daughter. my daughter. But he—he he is obviously not confident in the people in the space station to save the world. That he's the only one that has to do it. This isn't his job. And when he thinks he's the only one on the space station, he's operating the wrong panel. And yeah, luckily, we get German lady who stays behind. That's the wrong door, idiot. Okay, so I like this guy even less because his big sacrifice would have killed the world (laughs) because he's not smart enough to even know which panel to put the code in on. And what is the purpose of having this secret code that only the biometrics of the president's retina scan and handprints can disarm when all it does is give you a code that a man on the space station we'll have to put in manually like it's so counterproductive it's uh, it's just ridiculous um the the united arab emirates wave uh, cool idea looks awful yep <laughs> but a wave rushing aboard the united arab emirates nice idea um uh, the satellite okay so then the satellite their big getaway so they save the world They shut down this thing before the geostorm happens. And I love that they have caused all this disaster in the world. As you said, thousands of people are dead just from the storms that have hit already, but they can turn it off like a switch and the world is saved one second away from the point where it becomes a geostorm. Gerard Butler sacrificed himself. He's like, wait, I got a last minute plan. Here's one of those satellites that is on the earth. Let's climb aboard it. And then let's use the controls to try to signal, look, this satellite is spinning at random patterns there must be somebody on board that now i'm sorry a satellite is not built with seats and windows okay <laughs> it is not some type of vehicle you transport in it, that but more than anything in this movie it bothered me that they're stowing aboard a satellite now if they had just been cramped and there's all these control panels everywhere if i hack into this and i i do this like i think um what was it uh, gravity kind of did something like that it makes sense you are stowing aboard it they have a window inside of a satellite a satellite is not meant to actually house humans there is no purpose to have a window in it uh i, I can't believe i got this done in as much time I, uh, as i did uh, you know it's more believable kite surfing
0: in die another day
1: it is i'm so in love with die another day after doing this month like we
0: need to do this oh, every year that's a quote that i'm you're going to use forever and ever and ever and i'm dying die another day that's being used every day get-
1: At least we get Pierce Brosnan in that uh, and Rosamund Pike and Toby Stevens and everybody but Halle Berry. And Madonna. Uh, Moving on. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) The only thing that could properly sum up this movie is the fishing scene at the end, which by the way, was the secret code that he gave his brother. Remember when we were fishing with dad? So they're all fishing at the end. Two brothers and the daughter that he was willing to sacrifice so that he could be the hero, which by the way, that moment in galaxy quest where tim allen is uh like you guys go i'll stay behind and they're like why do you always have to be the hero and it actually makes no sense for him to stay. that was gerard butler in this movie at least galaxy quest knew enough sense to make fun of it but they're all fishing and then the movie literally ends with the lines yeah seriously this is so boring as they decide <laughs> to stop fishing that is the movie yeah the smartest thing dean devlin did was reach the end of this movie and say i need to end this movie on the line yeah seriously this is so boring
0: well, you can see again what I wrote on my notes. Was, uh...
1: <laughs> Big
0: letters, board. <laughs> um, yeah, the only things I just want to go on is when we see the map of the world of what will happen when the geostorm hits. I love category level geostorm, right? I'm uh, just looking at the map here. So, uh, Winnipeg's safe by the looks of things. It's all good. Yes. Um, Vancouver Island's not. I'm dead. But if I go to my uh, other homes in the world. Uh, I'd be completely safe in Tasmania. I'd be completely safe in Invercargill. And even Brisbane look like... The way they've got Australia kind of coloured on that map, for the most part, they've just got, like, the desert. Like, Sydney's actually safe. Melbourne's safe. Brisbane looks like it would avoid most of it. Most of desert Queensland, New South Wales, the Northern Territory are gone. Um, and New Zealand is completely safe, except for a little patch down the bottom of Wellington area. So, um, weird. That's the part they're going to destroy. House.
1: How's Noah doing in Korea?
0: Uh, No, he's dead. He's gone. Didn't get a date. He's dead. (laughs) I mean, like, the the one cool sequence, like, you're right, like, the the Burj Khalifa or whatever it is kind of, like, falling, but then, you know, it doesn't. The plane falling out of the sky in Rio is kind of cool. Again, doesn't look slightly real at all. At least Independence Day Resurgence's city destruction scene is cool. Even though it's not as memorable as the original Independence Day, it's still memorable. Um, Yeah, I don't even know where to go with any of the plot. There's no plot. Ed Harris, cool, whatever. The thing that annoys me the most about this movie, among many levels of things, is that, again, at the end of the day, this is a terrorist attack to destroy the world, essentially, (laughs) to start the world again. Now, at the end of this movie, when the geostorm stops, you have streets of people cheering and celebrating. Now... Let's – it's an episode of the Oz Network. It's going to come up eventually. (laughs) 9-11. After after the second plane hit the towers and they realise that there's going to be no more planes, did the people of New York cheer? No more planes! Yes! Woo! We're good. We're clear. No! They're helping the dying. They're, They're mourning the loss of innocent civilians. Like, like, Dubai's millions of Rio, they're freezing on and the beach.
1: <laughs> you know, all that footage of people on the top of rocks and on the top of dilapidated roofs and, and floating on cars after the tsunami, uh, whatever in Indonesia. Yeah. All those People just
0: Yay! <laughs> no more, no more, like in, in the streets of in earthquake-ridden <laughs> cities in the world. Yay! The earth stops shaking! Like like people talk about countless destruction in in Marvel and DC movies nowadays, innocent people dying and all that kind of stuff. No one's in the streets celebrating at the end of the day <laughs> that Superman has stopped like flying through metropolis. Like like millions of people are dead. And none of these people
1: know that it's over.
0: Yeah, how is this a hopeful ending? Like, there's no, like, so you've sorted a better system out. You had a system that was capable of being hacked by terrorists and something that controls the world. We lived through 9 11. I can't get on a plane properly right now without being stripped, searched, and probed, and everything you know, like those lines. And that's just because a couple of. To
1: bring de- you can't bring deodorant on a plane.
0: I can't bring more than 100 meals on a plane because a couple of guys <laughs> in caves managed to fly some planes into some buildings. This is a tire thing that controls the world's weather. And you're just. Oh, I'm just going to go fishing. We're fine. Fine. <laughs> Fuck off and read the room, Dean Devlin. <laughs> Stupid.
1: Uh, you done? Rant I'm over. done. I thought you were going to rant this movie. Have? You didn't
0: raise your voice as much as I just did then. Sorry, <laughs> neighbours. We've got uh, six and a half minutes. Good luck.
1: Oh, okay, good. Um, well, I'm not prepared for this. Uh, do you have Maybe anything Dean Devlin. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to look up just so we're going to combine here our reviews. We're not going to look at critics. Can you find what Rotten Tomatoes is? Because Uh, I've I've
0: probably said too much. Yeah. Uh, Uh,
1: It's low. It's very low. 17%. Uh, Let's 17. Wow. Uh, We're going to have to, at the end of the month, find out what it is. A couple of good titles here. Horrible. (laughs) Uh, Geofizzle. There's a good one. (laughs) What a mess. Geostorm is nothing more than stupid plot combined with ridiculous name. Dutch boy. They even pointed out
0: please tell me you're about to read the best headline of all of them come on kevin lee uh, dude, 05904
1: uh i haven't gotten that one what, from what is a it?
0: scientific standpoint there's a better chance of cloudy with a chance of meatballs happening than geostorm <laughs> that wins that's that's stop reading the reviews kevin lee 05904 you have won the internet
1: Um, do you want to do, uh, some plot keywords while I look up the box office? Do
0: I ever, um, (laughs) global disaster. And that's actually not referring to the subject of the movie. That's just referring to the movie itself. Um, another cleavage month. Um, but Colin, I think we found a winner dog lick someone month. Um, Featuring Geostorm. Uh, that's
1: actually pretty good.
0: Serial Mum, K911, uh, K911, that's a different movie, K911 <sighs> and Hell's Fire. Funnily enough, uh, don't search dog lick someone in Google. You might get <laughs> <rid> of videos <laughs> of that one. Just, just warning you. Um, nah, there's nothing else really good here. And one thing actually quickly I wanted to point out, I did open this up to say that um, you talk about the the everyone being there at the Democratic Convention Ed Harris is the Secretary of State. He is fourth in line for the presidency. So the Vice President would have to die. The Speaker of the House and the President pro Tempore of the Senate. Now, unless the Speaker of the House and the President pro Tempore of the Senate are in the same party, so they're all Democrats, why would, like, because right now, uh, Nancy Pelosi is a Democrat, right? So, therefore, the third in line to the presidency, if if Trump and Pence died tomorrow... (laughs) Nancy Pelosi would be president and she's a Democrat. So let's hypothetically say the Speaker of the House is a Republican. The Republican ain't going to be at the DNC. So uh, you're kind of screwing it. Even
1: even if it is their own party, does the Speaker of the House attend... The Democratic National
0: the, Convention? Well, the only time... We, we we watch Designated Survivor. The only time yeah. that they're ever all together is at the State of the Union address, right? Yeah. Like, they're not dumb. Make I mean, this the State of the Union! Say say what you will about the Americans. They're not dumb. Like, it's like the royal family. Yeah. They don't all fly on a plane in case it all flops. Like, they've got a, You know, shit, we've got two and a half minutes here, Colin. And Three and a half uh, minutes. It's box office...
1: 33 million domestically obviously bombs here worldwide wow. though 221 million dollars
0: That was a big my bad. hit overseas I was worldwide at that point I was in <laughs> 33 wow I, like maybe I got this in the meg confused cuz I I thought like um I thought this did well and the meg didn't but that's The meg rubbish. was
1: huge Uh this opened with 13 million domestically was number 2 at the box office buying Boo 2 on Media Halloween Oh uh so Tyler Perry owning the network. box office there Uh, we're binning it.
0: (laughs) are we? Oh, no, I was going to buy it. I thought this was great. No, (laughs) um, yes, binning it. And I'm guessing you putting this at the bottom, did you say?
1: This is the bottom. Oh, this is my bottom. This number one, uh, um, Lion King second to bottom and the Meg number one right now.
0: Now this speaks volumes for the fact that this is a bad movie. Um, but I honestly would rather watch this than the Meg or the Lion King. I'm going to be honest with you because at least there is like a badass Abby Cornish scene. There's like five minutes of this movie, which is remotely entertaining. And yeah, I don't know. Like I would never watch this movie again. Trust me. But like at the end of the day, I kind of feel I would still rather watch this than the Meg and the Lion King.
1: So it's going to get interesting next week because we got Terminator dark fate. Now, um, We planned this month around movies we hate, and I think it just came to me one day where I'm like, wait a second, we wasted half of our lives covering the Terminator movies last year, and we somehow got a Terminator movie worse than all the other sequels uh, that had come before it. Uh, I'm not excited to revisit this movie because even though I'm I'm not convinced this is going to be my bottom movie it is just unpleasant. Like it, take everything out of take the outrage about how they redid the timeline, redid everything else. It's just not a fun movie. It's bland. It's it's boring. It's humorless. It looks bad. It's 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 terrible all around. Um I, I don't think I would ever go out of my way to watch Terminator Dark Fate again. And I went out of my way to watch Terminator Genesis a second time.
0: I honestly think right now I can say this will be the number one movie of the month for me, because I'm um, like <laughs> I think I definitely remember some sequences being enjoyable, but like the problem I had with this movie is within five minutes, you had lost me within five minutes. You had made me so mad at what they did at the opening of this movie that I was done. And I just couldn't forgive it for that. it is ridiculous um, what they do at the opening of that, of the movie. And then you just have some bland characters and just, ugh. but um, another Arnie movie uh, was, I still think yeah. he's number one uh, in terms of our list. Um, we complete another franchise where like it's, it's rare that we kind of actually go back and complete the franchise that we've done the month for before like looking mm-hmm. forward to doing Rise of Skywalker and Fallen Kingdom eventually um, but yeah like um, the fact that this will come out as number one more likely for me I, I it's never been a movie I've been tempted to watch again um, until I guess you force my hand so uh,
1: how much time do we have
0: uh, 19 seconds
1: 19 all right uh, thank you for joining us my name is Colin, and yeah, seriously, this is so boring.
0: And my name is Ben, and marry her. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider.